welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega. Today, we're going to talk about activities that are fun and educational. Today we're going to talk about being innovative. Today we're going to talk about a space that usually is perceived as a space for seriousness, to be quiet. But we're going to find out it is anything but that. And our guest today runs the teen room at the Holyoke Public Library. I want to welcome Rachel Dow. Thank you so much, Johan. It's wonderful to be here. I've very much enjoyed listening to the episodes of Radio Plasma and hearing familiar voices. It has been an amazing experience to see how for, I will say, around a year so far, your presence at the Hollywood Public Library has transformed the whole perception of what a library is. Thank you. Very much appreciated. I think a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people have very different perceptions of what libraries are, and they think about how libraries have have appeared in the past. Um, and so now we're kind of trying to redefine that libraries as not a place where you need to be quiet and a place where you solely go to read or do research, but really just the heart of the community a place where you go to to participate in various activities. So you are the teen librarian for the Holy Public Library. Before getting to how everything started, tell us a little bit about you. Sure, absolutely. Well, I kind of came into librarianship in a roundabout way. Um, I first worked at a public library in undergrad and college as just my work study there and absolutely loved it. It was a very different library from the Holy Public Library. It was a very tiny library and um, there was just very, very devoted patrons there. And it was just, again, very much like the hub of the community. People would come there for for afternoon tea or they would come for various programs. It was just a really sweet library and that kind of instilled my love of librarianship. Um, but then I graduated from college and as many grad recent graduates, it felt very lost and didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I had a feeling that I would do something human service related. My Both my parents are involved in human service work and my brother is in school for public health now. So it was kind of not really an option <laughs> about another career. It's just always what was modeled to me. So I went into, I worked in schools as a paraprofessional and I was thinking about going into school for education, back to school for that. And through working in schools, I decided just simply that I did not want to work in schools. I wanted to work Um, I still wanted to work with people and teenagers in particular, but I wanted to do something else. So I began really seriously considering like places that I enjoyed being a part of and places that kind of helped shape me as well. And that was when public librarianship kind of came to light. I grew up going to the public library and all throughout college, the library was just like really the staple of of like my academic experience and my social experience as well. So 
yeah, it just seemed like a very obvious decision at that point, even though it took me years to figure it out. Um, so yeah, then I entered a graduate program for, for library science. And throughout that program, I was working in a school library. And then the job, it was very fortuitous, I, the job at Holyoke appeared and um, I interviewed for it and here I am today. <laughs> So you started last year, in mm -hmm. 2016. What was the original idea when, when you began uh, taking charge of the teen room? Absolutely. Well, it's funny. They have never had a teen librarian at the library. And before, it was they had the space, the physical teen space, which is incredible thing because many libraries still do not have a teen space. Teens are either lumped into the children's room or they're in the adult room. and often just not from what I've spoken with other teenagers who haven't had the pleasure of going to a designated teen area, they just often don't feel welcome in the library. So that was very much one of the big goals at the library was to create a space that kind of fostered a feeling of like welcomeness and inclusivity for teens um, in the beginning. So when I first came to the space, it was very much, it was set up, it had the books, had the tables, the computers, everything was set up in that regard. Um, it just wasn't set up to have a staff member in there. So it used to be, I was told it was just kind of this like sort of Wild West style space, like teenagers would just, would go in there often, but the lights weren't really functioning. And it was just like, it was just kind of a rough space before. And there weren't, there weren't programs designed for teens as well, just for children and adults. So that was part of the goal was to just, you know, like simply just getting a desk and a computer in there to have for a staff member and to just develop a presence. So when I first started off, there actually was not a desk. And so I was, um, I would see teenagers and I was working at the public computers with them. And so I would just kind of like aggressively <laughs> and excitedly introduce myself. I was just very excited to meet people. And so I was definitely mistaken for a teenager in the beginning, very much so. So yeah, so a lot of it was to design programs for teenagers, obviously, and to do community outreach as well. So really connecting with the myriad of amazing youth organizations in Holyoke, so which was not difficult to do just because there's just a wealth of, of activists and amazing youth advocates in Holyoke. And of course, the teenagers that I work with as well to quickly we kind of developed a relationship and they quickly told me what services they needed at the library. So it was a lot of, there's a lot of work, it's in twofold, a lot of work inside the building at the library and then a lot of work outside the library in the community. So what were those needs that you identified from that initial approach to the community and to the teens in particular? Absolutely. A lot of it was just providing like recreational programs. So, cause a lot of times that was kind of a recurring thought too. Teenagers would be go to school, do sports after school, or sometimes not even just stay after school for a little bit. And then there's that really, there's that gap of time where like, I'm not ready to go home, but I don't really wanna stay at school. So where do I go? It's just this kind of weird gray area where they just felt there wasn't somewhere to be. So essentially a lot of teenagers were just saying like, they just wanted any program there, just a program that would be, that would give them a place to be and a place to be around friends and other individuals as well. So a lot of the programs we, that were 
that have been pretty popular are just we do crafternoons, so lots of arts and crafts and creative activities, um, lots of adult coloring books, things along those lines. A lot of things to just kind of be able to unwind and participate and then be able to also have really great conversations as well while we're doing them. Um, quickly, it became pretty apparent we had a very minimal collection of games there. And so I decided through talking with them and kind of pulling people and asking if, you know, would you play games that aren't video games or computer games? I wanted to kind of create something that, just to have an old school game collection that would have people really being able to to bond in a way that you can't bond over over staring at a screen. So so yeah, so that was something as well too. We worked on worked on getting teen input and developing a game collection as well. Movies as well too. We found out too that going to the movies is really expensive and also I think watching a movie too has sort of become like a very solitary act too as well of people just streaming it or or whatnot. So we wanted to make it sort of more more communal as well. So having movie screenings with snacks and such, and that also sparked discussions too. So a lot of things, I think the activities I find, yes, are very important, but they're sort of a catalyst for, for greater discussions and as well, um, and a catalyst too for, for just making people feel comfortable in the library and yeah. Once you identify these needs and start putting action and create a nurtured space for teenagers and for the community in general, what was the response? How do you feel the community has been getting the benefits of this effort? The community has been wonderful. Holyoke is such a unique and amazing community, um, like no other community I've ever worked with. The response is wonderful. I think kind of one of my, what I look at programs as a sign of success if I have a library regular who then brings friends with them to programs. They look at that and they're like, oh, okay, like this is cool. I feel like I want my friends to participate in this as well. So it was definitely, it was slow going in the beginning when I started. I started last April and it was kind of on the cusp of planning for summer programs as well. And so I didn't have a built-in audience and I expected things to just just kind of materialize <laughs> a lot quicker. And I figured, oh, if I reach out to some organizations and if I reach out to teens who have been coming to the library, then things will materialize. But so much of it is just about building those relationships with community organizations and most importantly with the teenagers who come as well. So no, it feels so wonderful that people, when people come back, and especially if there's a teenager like who I haven't seen for for a while or like a month or so, and then they still come back, that's just oh, makes my heart very happy. <laughs> and as well too. And for example, I have one young woman right now. She's involved in the musical, and she was she would come in every day. She would bring in many friends with her, and then she. She told me a couple weeks before practice was starting that she has a large role in the musical at Holyoke High and she's not going to be able to come as frequently, but it was really sad for her and it was really sad for me as well, too, to have that. But she still, despite her really busy schedule, even if she can only stay for five minutes, she'll stop by on her way home from school sometimes. And so it's just, it's that that's just, oh, it makes it, makes it so worthwhile. I was just mentioning at the beginning that you transformed this space. 
What is the feedback that you have been getting from teens about the perception of the library? Oh, good question. Yeah, it's, I've been getting really positive feedback. I think that a lot of the teens who come there, I think wouldn't necessarily identify as like avid readers or even readers at all, which is such a silly term. Like most people read, even if they don't identify as, as a reader per se, but um, they've just been mentioning, I get a lot of feedback just saying about just that they like coming there and that they feel like it's a space where they can just be themselves. That's one of my favorite things that some of them have told me, that they feel like they can be themselves. You know, there's no judgment, no pressure. They, they can participate in activities or, or just hang out, just having a safe place to be. So I had one another young woman who came in who didn't really wasn't someone who read for fun very much um, before she started coming to the library and she started coming and just very quickly became a regular and when she was coming she finally said to me one day she's like Rachel I feel like you're making me into a nerd <laughs> it's like why is that she's like I just I can't stop reading um, which was just the sweetest thing ever and you know, had to we had to talk about how it's not like that's not a negative thing to be a nerd. That's fine. Um, I'm a nerd. Like most people come here, we're all kind of self we self identify as nerds. So um, so yes, yeah, so that's been wonderful. It's kind of to see those those transformations or to see someone who who is really shy at first and would just kind of go over to the computers immediately and not really talk or make eye contact, but to see them come over and you know, like sit down and have a sustained conversation either with friends or or with me. It's just, it's been really great to see that feedback and just see it like modeled in their actions of the teen patrons. Hearing those words saying, now I feel like a nerd. Of course, it sounds funny, but also it's a reflection of how a strong perception and misconception and actually a stereotype it is so imposed in our community that for so long, people think if I am a nerd, that is being an outcast, that is wrong. And for youth to begin owning this perception of being a nerd as I am acquiring knowledge because I am enjoying it, I like it, and that's a good thing. So it means that something good is happening because of your, of your work and youth are beginning to understand or at least having this self-assessment of, yeah, okay, I might be seen an nerd, but that doesn't change anything. If at all, it, it will be for the good. Exactly. No, that's a very, very good point as well. No, it is like a lot of ownership and like a lot of kind of like self-love that I feel like they're they're learning through that. And yeah, it's just... It just makes me, the more I think I work with teenagers at the library, the more I just realize like, they're just like so self-aware, <laughs> so incredibly self-aware. And no, it's just, it's amazing the kinds of conversations we have and yeah, and just, yeah, just the self-acceptance that many of them I see either forming or like haven't yet formed or starting to form and just kind of seeing them develop and see each person kind of change from, from day to day is just an incredibly powerful experience. So right now, what are the activities taking place at the teen room, especially what are the plans for, let's say, the summer or long term? What are the new expectations given the success of, of the engagement uh, with the community? 
Absolutely. We, yeah, we're just, we just keep expanding our activities. Um, and I keep on planning them based on, based on teen feedback because they are their, their own experts and what they, what they want for programs. So right now, a couple new programs, we have a photography workshop that's happening with a professor from Holyoke Community College, uh, Frank Ward, who is generously volunteering his time to do that. So we do that every other Wednesday. And the first couple weeks we've been essentially looking at looking at the basics of photography, analyzing images. And the thing that's especially unique about this is it's based on it's based on a series that he has been doing for over 40 years throughout Holyoke called Hey Look Holyoke. So he's been he's just been taking photos and kind of doing photo essays and interviews of people throughout the city. So he really wants to encourage youth to do that as well. So Hopefully next week it's going to be a little bit warmer, so we're going to get out into the community and actually take photos as well. And the unique thing about it too is he's going to be, we're going to have some professional cameras, but then also some work with with youth and and their cell phone cameras as well too to just really make it make it accessible and to just show even look even this class may end but on your own like you can still take really high quality photos as well too and and it's like a lot of like ownership of your community as well sort of looking for looking for kind of the beauty and the grit and everything within the community too so I'm very much looking forward to to getting out there and taking the photos uh, we're also doing a creative writing workshop as well, which has been a lot of fun so far. We meet every Thursday afternoon. It's another uh, volunteers are just who volunteered are just so generous with their time. I have a private writing tutor who's been coming in and doing a creative writing workshop as well. And that is is pretty informal. Sometimes I have some students who have brought in they've brought in poems, they've brought in short stories. Some people have brought in some of their homework that they wanted people to give a give a second look at and so yeah so that takes on many many shapes and forms uh we are doing we're continuing to play games we do have one official game day on tuesdays but most days we play games i think i will always drop everything to play games i think that's really important and we also have a maker space which is kind of used to be our crafternoon but we rebranded it as a maker space workshop to sort of make it make it more accessible for guys as well as girls too. So Crafternoon sometimes has different connotations. So we wanted to do, I wanted to just make it accessible. So we're doing some work with, some work with technology, some work with, with crafting and jewelry making, and some work just playing with Legos and building structures out of that. So just like an opportunity again to play and create and make things too. So, so there's that. So that's happening now, and in terms of the summer, it is, it's gonna be here before you know it. Um, some of the programs from last summer, I think we're gonna bring back. We would love to do the Bikes and Books program with the Holyoke Urban Bike School. So we're hoping to expand that this year. I spoke with Colby recently about that, and she's very on board with that program. So we're gonna do that, which will be a lot of fun. Um, it's also great, because I, like, I had the excuse to learn bike maintenance and ride my bike around Holyoke, which was very fun. Um, and then as well with um, Clementine Lazar at Tapestry, we're going to continue doing our sex dating in the media 
series where we watch films and talk about healthy relationships and sex dating in the media in terms of that. And so we look at that from a lot of kind of mainstream films that are marketed for teens as well. So we did that, which I still have youth. It's really sweet. I still have youth talking about that from over the summer. They'll come and they'll ask when we're when we're putting it together. So we're going to do that over the summer again. And I think we'll probably continue to do probably continue to do a lot of the programs that we've been doing throughout the school year as well. I would like to do we got a really good group who was playing activities on the lawn outside the library too, which was wonderful. So we were playing frisbee, and so I think we're gonna play some bocce ball and play some sort of outdoor active activities. Because I think sometimes people think of the library as a place where, you know, you're solitary and kind of sedentary and just sort of a place where you're just kind of quiet and still. But I really think that a lot of I've seen a lot of my the youth I work with really benefit from from being able to run around and play outside and we're also hoping to as the weather gets warmer to come back to the Gandhara Center as well and to be continue working on doing some podcasting and reporting that as well so things like that oh another plug I just thought of too we also have an upcoming a couple programs related to to um, the Hampton and Holyoke Community Read as well, which I nearly forget about. There's a lot of a lot of other organizations are doing things related to this as well, as is the Wisteria Hearst with the amazing States of Incarceration exhibit that so powerful. Um, but anyway, so we are doing we're going to be screening a movie called The Middle of Nowhere. It's an Ava DuVernay film, and we're going to be talking about the effects of incarceration on family members. Just this really beautiful, quiet film that just is very powerful. So we're gonna have a screening and discussion of that as well. And it'll kind of, it kind of will work really well in conjunction with her her documentary 13th that just came out too. So doing that. And we screened her, I just realized we screened her movie Selma last month as well too. So it's Ava DuVernay appreciation around here. Um, we're also gonna be doing a discussion of the graphic novel Race to Incarcerate, and which is this incredible graphic novel that kind of walks you through the history and the rise of the U.S. prison system and focuses on, you know, the racialization of incarceration and things along those lines. And it's and the illustrations are really amazing and powerful. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to in conjunction with that, we're going to be making zines as well, little little magazines talking sort of about, again, like the effects that youth have seen, um, the effects like mass incarceration has had on youth and families and in general and sort of like what we can do to, to change this. So we're going to be doing that. So I'm going to be collaborating with the Holyoke Youth Task Force with that and with um, Cheryl O'Connell from the Wisteria Hearst Museum. So very excited for that coming up. So as the audience can realize, Rachel has been really active, engaging with the community, with everybody in the city, making sure that all of us know about her work, about the teen room at the library, and how open it is for the community. This is something that we need to utilize, that we need to take advantage, that we need to connect with, because it is because of Rachel, because of this type of commitment, what makes possible 
to provide great things for our youth, for our community, for ourselves, being part, getting involved, getting engaged, enjoying what we have. We don't have to go anywhere outside of the city to enjoy and to connect with the world, with knowledge, with skills, activities. And this is a fantastic work that you have been doing, Rachel, for less than a year, uh, considering the day that we're doing this. It's not yet a year. And look at all of the work you have accomplished. Oh, thank you so much, Johan. That is too flattering. It's very, it's the city, the residents of Holyoke and the youth I work with just absolutely like are such a catalyst for all of this. And without them, it would not be possible. So I feel like I fell into a very, very special community and I'm just following their lead. <laughs> now, this is going to be something of a first in our sessions because today, not only we have Rachel at the studio, we also have a common student, trainee, a young lady that is really engaged and committed to learn and explore possibilities. She just started to learn and train about the media production here at the Plasma Media Lab, but also mentioned her experience with Rachel. And she's here being part of this session, and I guess she would like to add a little interaction with Rachel. So let's hear Kavona. So I've known Rachel since she's first started working at the library. Um, I got to be part of her summer events during the sex media and dating portion of it. So that was around the first time I got to interact with Rachel and Clementine. And I also dragged my brothers to that. They also enjoyed it. And I think me and my brothers were the first main interaction with Rachel. We were always there. I always made sure we were always at the events. And even when my brothers were in the school and I wasn't, I would still go to the library to sit and talk with Rachel because she was just such a good person to be around. Um, she also was going to help me apply to different colleges and talk to me about that and encourage me to go forth with my dream, which I still don't know. But at this point, I'm guessing it's either filming or podcasting or something in the community. And I have Rachel to thank for that. And also, she's like, She's like the mother of the library. I mean, from what I've heard and different people I've talked to, the library's pretty boring and the other people who work there, they're not as outgoing and they don't really show much emotion other than I work at a library and I wish I worked somewhere else. Rachel seems to love her job and she loves to interact with everyone that walks in the library. Like I remember when I went Wednesday or what, yeah, Wednesday for the photography class, Rachel was going outside to go start finding people from around the building to drag into the photography class. And even though there were people sitting inside, she probably had already asked them and they said no, but she makes sure that she incorporates everyone and everything. She doesn't just limit it to the people that are in the teen room. She goes out and finds people, which um, I think is very good for her to do because it shows that she cares and she wants other people to have the opportunities that are being provided by the library. And I also like that she is willing to go out of her way to help you or go out of her way to make sure that you're as comfortable as you can possibly be at the library. Like um, with the young lady she was talking about, I know who she's talking about, the one who's doing the musical. And she's also an outgoing person and likes to hang out at the library. And before that, I don't think I've seen very many teens at the library, even though I used to go quite frequently because I like reading books. 
I didn't see very many people there until Rachel started working there. And now it's more of a teen and tween kind of um, atmosphere because even some of the little kids, like my little sister who is nine now, she likes hanging around Rachel. She likes she will avoid going to the kids' room to come to the teen room to be with Rachel. So it shows you how much of an impact she's had on the library since she's been there. And this is this is the mission. This is the goal: getting the community engaged and connected with a place that is part of it, the library, a place that. It has, it has a story, it has uh, many things that, well, are part of the past right now, our present, it is a bright one, it is a beautiful one, and it should be the point where we can start thinking from the present towards the future. So, Rachel, what is your vision for the teen room and for the Holy Public Library maybe a year from now? Absolutely, that's a great question. Um, Vision for the future. I'm thinking that I just want the library, and I think this should be the vision for public libraries in general, just to continue being inclusive and safe spaces for people as well, too. I think the library is just a very unique role in the community where it's one of the few places where it doesn't really have a political agenda. It doesn't really, it doesn't have, you know, like a religious agenda. It doesn't have doesn't really have an agenda other than just, you know, like being a place where you can you can collect information or or not a place where, again, you can just be be yourself. Um, and so it's one of the like only remaining democratic spaces. And so I think it's really important now more than ever, just continuing continuing to fight for libraries and advocate for them as well, because libraries are frequently at risk of of losing funding and of sort of, I think a lot of many people don't necessarily, don't necessarily see the need for libraries in general too. I think people sometimes think of them as, oh, it's just like a place where, it's just a place that holds books and a place that's like, you could just go to a bookstore, or you could just go, go order books off of Amazon. But really it's so much more and I think the books and literacy are incredibly important and very much part of the mission of the library and part of my mission in the teen room. But I think that is also, I think that's kind of secondary. I think just really the community, the community aspect. And so I think I just want to continue to, to boost, continue boosting attendance there and reaching out to getting involved with the schools more, getting involved with community organizations and hopefully at some point forming some sort of consistent teen advisory board of teens really of governing the library and just really taking ownership of the space in general too. So I think that that, that is very much just continuing to follow the lead of, of the youth and the teens who come into the space. So how the community can reach out to you? How can they get to know more about the services available at the public library, at the teen room? What are the ways to get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can always drop in and come to the library. I, um, I said I'm stationed in the teen area that is on the ground floor past the circulation desk. There's a big sign for it as well. And it's the room that has all the plants and the funny decorations. <laughs> um, so you can always do that. That's great. Uh, I love, love drop-in visits. Uh, you can also contact me at the library at 413-420-8101 
or you can email me at rdowd at holyokelibrary.org as well. And yeah, absolutely. Those are, we also have a Facebook page as well too. So you can leave a message on that. Think, yeah, I'm pretty easy to reach. And I would, I would love to talk more about that, about ways that the community can get involved in the library and the ways the library can also get involved in the community too. Anything else would you like to add? Oh my goodness. No, just mainly Kavana almost made me cry with her very, very sweet, um, with her, her accolades. Very sweet. Kavana is a very special person who comes into the library and someone who I very much consider one of, one of the power teens. She's involved in so many other community organizations as well and works and is applying to school and yet she still finds time to just to drop in and visit and so I feel very very grateful for for her. I also well. help decorate the library. I don't know if the planter the flowers that I made with my brother and um, Veronice if they're still up but we did spend probably close to five hours decorating the library one day because it was just the room was so plain so if people want to come by and help decorate or give ideas for decorations for the library i think that's also well just for the teen room the library can probably use some more decorations but the teen room too just mainly would be a good idea because then it will show people's creativity so if people want to show off their art um they can maybe stop by and Maybe with a picture frame, we can hang up different arts and like show like the art of the week or something like that. So people feel like they're being appreciated and they're showing other teens or people in the community who are the same age that, hey, I have talent or something like that. Because that's pretty much what I got to do at the library when I made all the flowers. I love that idea. And that is just like one of the many ways that teens who come to the library like, take ownership of the space. Absolutely. Pretty much most ideas that you guys mentioned are incredible and we I think we try to execute as many of them as possible and yes the flowers are still up and they're lovely and they get complimented they'll compliment them all the time and they often attribute it to me and was like oh absolutely not I did not I am not that artistic like that was totally some of the my teen patrons who made them as well too so very much very much as a little teaser <laughs> for upcoming content in the Radio Plasma podcast, get get used to Kevana's voice because she will be involved in the production of future content in our podcast. So that's a result of this great interaction. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. First of all, for all the work you, you have been doing with the community in Holyoke, thank you so much for accepting this invitation, sharing your experiences, your thoughts, your ideas, especially your energy, because this is what makes a huge difference for our youth. Thank you so much, Johan, for all you do in the community. This is Rachel Dowd from the team room at the Holyoke Public Library in this edition of the Radio Plasma podcast. Also, I want to thank Vona for joining us today and being part of this conversation. And this episode of the Radio Plasma podcast was produced as mostly of the times at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandhara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.